John Gormley, good to have you here. Uh, okay, so keep an eye on what the latest setback for Ottawa is, and this is uh, Federal Court Justice Angela Furlanetto's decision yesterday afternoon determining that the government's ban on plastic straws, uh, grocery bags, all of this in question, because Ottawa overstepped its bounds in designating all PMIs, plastic manufactured items, as toxic. You just can't say all plastic is toxic. So these regulations first took effect uh, just this past December. Uh, Do you remember the uh, manufacture and importing of straws, grocery bags, cutlery, takeout containers, stir sticks, uh, six-pack beverage rings? And it was applied to all plastic manufactured items. So Justice Furlanetto noted There are thousands of different items that fall under the plastic manufactured items label. They all have different uses. They all have different chemical makeups. And she said, for some of these items, there is absolutely no reasonable expectation of environmental harm. She wrote, quote, the broad and all-encompassing nature of the category, plastic manufactured items, poses a threat to the balance of federalism as it does not restrict regulation to only those items that truly have the potential to cause harm to the environment. So, of course, the zealot, sorry, I mean the minister, Stephen Gibo, uh, doubles down and says, we're, we're considering an appeal because Canadians have been loud and clear They want to keep plastic out of the environment. The science is clear. Plastic pollution is everywhere, harming wildlife and habitats. There's a growing body of evidence showing impacts on human health. Well, Ottawa is being urged not to appeal by Alberta, which considers this a win, because the provinces are not subordinate to Ottawa. We have a federation. That's Rebecca Schultz the Saskatchewanian, who's the uh, Minister of the Environment in Alberta. Saskatchewan, quote, we are pleased the federal court considered the merits of this case and found in favor of Saskatchewan and the provinces. So this is a really interesting bit of back and forthness. And again, it's just the way this federal government does things. I mean, you can convene a pretty good national conversation on certain plastic items are there. First of all, a lot of it is, we don't want them in landfills. Oh, God, okay. Um, But are they actually harming ecosystems in Canada and North America, harming wildlife, causing problems? Well, let's have a national conversation. But with Ottawa, it has been invariably, from the carbon tax to Bill C-69 to cancelling pipelines to banning all sorts of things, it is their way or the highway. And it is nice. It often, as you know, with the cycle of litigation, will often take two or three years. But when the adults enter the room, often the adults look at such things and say, plastic? What is the chemical makeup you're talking about? What is the toxicity you're alleging? So these are good questions. 
Okay, lots of stuff on the go today. 877-332-8255. So after Mr. Trudeau got spanked both by Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, and the opposition leader, the former Prime Minister of Israel, uh, Mr. Trudeau reached out to Benny Gantz, who was Israel's defense minister in the last government. Benny Gantz has come into the wartime cabinet. Uh, so Trudeau phones him and quote, and of course this readouts of these famous things, right? The government says, here's a transcript of what the prime minister said. It's a readout. There's been cases where the readout was a bit more generous than what was said. The prime minister reaffirmed, quote, Canada's long-standing support for Israel and its right to defend itself in accordance with international law condemned Hamas's terrorist attacks and its use of Palestinian civilians as human shields. Trudeau also stressed that Israel needs to, quote, take all possible measures to protect civilians and minimize casualties. And the two leaders agreed to address the need head-on. Okay. Um, all Gantz said was Trudeau voiced his support for Israel and its right of self-defense. Gee, funny, I wonder if the Prime Minister... Even war has rules. Yeah, war has lots of rules, Sparky. Sorry. Right Honorable Justin P.J. Trudeau. War has lots of rules, like not using civilians as shields, not using... Healthcare facilities, schools, old folks' homes as launching places for missiles. Uh, you saw in the um, the hospital. I don't know if you saw the one where they were using an MRI machine, and of course MRIs have a super magnet, so they obviously never had the machine turned on or plugged in. They had an MRI machine full of assault rifles and small mobile uh, missiles, and one. Magnetic resonance imaging experts said, if you never turned that thing on with all that metal in it, um, it would have caused all sorts of problems. So they were using an MRI, not for medical diagnostic imaging, but as a storage place for more weapons. Oh, and that's, Prime Minister, in your cherished El Shiba hospital, where you chided Israel for causing such damage. So, okay. But uh, at least the PM, I mean, he can't get phone time with the former prime minister. He can't get phone time with the current prime minister. So he called Benny Gantz and uh, tried to sort of make good on the Canadian piece. Uh, Pierre Polyev, uh, this was uh, last night in London, Ontario. These raging Palestinian protesters who are showing up everywhere, the Free Palestine Movement, remember they hounded the Prime Minister two nights ago in Vancouver. They showed up at the uh, Greek Community Centre on Sarnia Road in London last night. Um, Polyev is speaking. One of them begins yelling, cease fire now. Cease fire now. So um, Polyev says, quote, you made your point. Nobody came here to listen to you speak. If you'd like to participate in the event, participate. If not, hit the road. Thanks. Guy kept yelling. Then a couple of other protesters uh, waving their kafeas, the, you know, the Palestinian scarves, all start chanting, ceasefire now. About 20 protesters all escorted out by the police. But as they were chanting, Polyev and his crowd start chanting, axe the tax. So you've got hundreds of people in this uh, Greek hall in London 
uh, drowning out the Palestinian protesters. But it's this, it's what's happening. And I get the frustration of many of the Palestinian protesters. But if you want a ceasefire where Hamas gets an opportunity to regroup and keep committing atrocities, you don't get your ceasefire. You'll get humanitarian pauses. You'll get humanitarian corridors. That's important in war. But Hamas is going to be driven into extinction. Every single one. And again, don't know if you saw the story, that horror. Remember that horrible image you you saw the very first thing on that Saturday, the 7th, uh, the half-naked woman's body in the half-ton, and the guys look like they're out in a party run, you know, a beer run, although they're all holding AK-47s. And the woman's half-naked, she's topless, laying face down, she's dead, and they're mocking her and uh, pushing her body around. The IDF have pictures of each of those guys. Another one was taken down yesterday with a bullet between the ears. So this is very personal. This isn't just wiping out Hamas. The IDF actually has a wanted list. Every single one of the five men in the back of that truck will be destroyed. The Hamas leadership will be exterminated. This is going to happen. And if you've watched Israel go back to 1967, go back to the Yom Kippur War, pick your time. The Israelis made it very clear. Never again. And the never again talks about the Holocaust. So if you ever want to doubt the resolve of the country of Israel, well, you're going to see what happens. All right, you name it, 877-332-8255. Ton of calls, okay? Enough of me, let's get to you. Dave, thanks for hanging on, sir. Saskatoon, what's up? Well, you know, let's talk highways, John. I mean, we, uh, over the last, I don't know, how many years we've started twinning our highways and and uh, and making them so that uh, raising speed limits so that traffic and commerce can move well. Now you're a battle for guy. I mean, let's start with 16. I mean, we have lights at Marquee, understandable, but now we have lights at 71st. Uh, we've always had to slow to 90 for Borden, which is on one side of the highway and has a service road. Now, Radisson, we slow down to 94 for a long stretch. And on top of that, now Nolt Road, they've done this ridiculous U-turn thing that apparently is working in the States. But now everybody has to slow to 80 for that zone, too. And, you know, I'm a truck driver. Sometimes, and I'm sure a lot of guys listening will be agreeing, you know, you're bucking wind and you're going uphill. When you're going west, it takes you 10 kilometers to get back up to speed again. You know, and then uh, and then you've got College Drive, 80K. What's with that? You, you know, Circle Drive is 90, but you head east on 5, you're doing 80K on the four lane. It, it just, it boggles the mind, all of these highways, and it's just slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> is it any oh. consolation? I, I can say only, did you hear what I might have said to my long-suffering wife a couple of weeks ago? I named every single one of those roads. <laughs> I threw Davidson in. I threw Davidson in, too. Yeah. But. You know, and, and I mean, I get it. We got to be safe and we, we don't do. want people dying and, 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 and so on. I mean, you know, I mean, I understand all that, but there has to be a better way and keep traffic flowing.
877-332-8255. Okay, we have Aaron, we have Perry, we have a lot of Elaine and you. 877-332-8255, where everything goes here on Fridays. I'm Gormley on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. I'm John Gormley. You name it, we talk about it here. Everything goes on a Friday. Let's get back to the phones. Aaron in Saskatoon, with very little notice, the city of Saskatoon springs the 15-bed complex needs homeless shelter to be the old liquor store on Idlewild Drive North. What do you think? Well, I think it's... uh it's it's not appropriate. What is there for those folks once they're released? Um, you know, there's been some chatter on our on our community page about oh well, uh, you know, uh, beds are beds and that's great, but that's not it. This is a complex needs where they it's basically a supervised drunk tank. They're going to bring in the complex needs, uh, drop yep. them off, and then 24 hours later when they're sober or sort of going to let them go but then they're just being released into the neighborhood with no services i i don't understand why this isn't being put on 20th street where the services are the friendship center station west prairie harm reduction why are they sticking it out here on on idlewild at the at the end of idlewild no less where there's no services and then just releasing them into the neighborhood i mean it's not it's not just the residents it's also the small businesses the the tim hortons um, the Seven Eleven, like I'm afraid to let my kids go to the store because of the number of um, uh, homeless people using outside of the Seven Eleven. Uh, I, I just don't understand, and I think it's unfair to to their neighborhood. Yep, you say it well. Who's your city councilor on that part of town? Uh, <laughs> Darren Hill. <laughs> Sorry, we all laugh every time we say Darren Hill, don't we? Darren Hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not going to be he's not going to be around for much longer. So uh, No, I really I really don't think but, so. But the and, point uh, is though, make make it clear to Mr. Hill he's got to make sure he's on the right side of this. I intend to be at the meeting. 877-332-8255. You know, one of my great regrets, it's not a great regret, but it's it's up there. A lot of you have said you're leaving next week. A year before the civic elections. Yeah, I am. My message I want to leave with you is just think 80%. You get voter turnout to 80%. You replace virtually, certainly in Saskatoon, the entire clown show and circus that is city council. Ten councillors and Charlie Bike Lane's clerk. Keep voter turnout at 27% or its historic usual 40% you get what you don't vote for. So that's all pretty important to remember. Perry and Osler, uh, a judge strikes down Ottawa's uh, designation on the single-use plastics ban. Uh, where do you think this is going? Um, going in the right direction. The ban was ridiculous, though. I, I started getting some drinks with the paper straw. They were terrible. It's porous, so when you got liquid going through something that's porous, it must have put a chemical compound on there so that the cardboard doesn't soak up so i'm sitting there and i feel like i gotta spit something out of my mouth so i'm thinking what about my health but 
<laughs> well, I, I would assume uh, the, the things have been health tested, but just for a lot of people, it's an inconvenience, huge inconvenience. And there's other things you could do. We could have our bulk oil dealers. You could come in with your own five-gallon pail, your own gallon pail, fill them up, save a little money. You could go to Safeway with your own glass two-liter milk container, and you could have a vending machine. You go there, and you push two liters, come out in your nice cold glass uh, um, container for milk, go home, and you have this milk coming out of this nice glass container instead of having an aftertaste in it. And just well, think of all the waste. Yeah, but, but, okay, Perry, I think, and you're way too young for this, you are fondly remembering a time in the 1930s and 40s that doesn't exist. I mean, I, I love the idea, but you know with packaging, handling, sterility requirements, you can't do that stuff anymore. But uh, I'm making a point is we could do things without putting a tax on or whatever. We could improve things with just a simple few mandates. 877-332-8255. Oh, by the way, uh, I haven't followed up lately with Brad Miller, the mayor of Richmond, who's been very accessible. Uh, perhaps we should check in with him at some point next week. Uh, the online little left-wing magazine called Vice uh, did a story uh, yesterday afternoon. They've been talking to some people in Richmond. Apparently, uh, there was... And this is all about Romana Didulo or Didulo, uh, the kooky conspiracy theorist, queen of Canada, queen of all indigenous people. She's a nut. Uh, she's got this cult and they travel around. They've been in Richmond now for two months. So bylaw and building inspectors went to this abandoned school. And the school, as you know, was bought by a guy named Rick Mance. He offered and invited Didulo and her followers there. Uh, they were denied. Hours later, Romano's RV left town and a few vehicles in the convoy. There was a remaining group, quote, scurrying around packing. And uh, somebody sent a video device that shows uh, their sound system, their lights, all their crap being loaded up. And they all left. So apparently there's absolutely nothing going on at this school. And it's believed uh, Didulo or Didulo and her followers are camped out at a farm near the town. But as the article reads, for now, the town is holding its breath, hoping the cult is truly gone. Uh, oh, and they did live stream because they live stream all the time asking for money from their supporters. Uh, they said they would be coming back to the school shortly. So that's all we know. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Good to have you here. Thanks for checking in. My goodness, we're this close to 11 o'clock. Delton Johnson is in, the big guy with its eating time. So let's get back to your calls. I promise I will get to your texts when time permits. Absolutely anything and everything on the go here. So the latest ARI, Angus Reed Institute poll, check out Angus Reed's website. Uh, they have these pretty good little, actually, don't get me going here. The 
explainer of each of the Angus Reid polls I find often a little confusing. Uh, they downplay certain things, I think. But when you get into the actual questions and the poll data, there's some really good stuff here. But even in the explainer, it's pretty clear 42% of Canadians, the greatest number, 42% say the carbon tax should be abolished. Now, that's a plurality. It's not a majority, but it's the greatest number. So what are the other numbers? So 42 say abolish. 25% say, well, hold off any future increases. So just keep the carbon tax where it is for the next three years. 17% say, well, lower it temporarily, like get rid of it just for three years and then go back to the way the carbon tax used to be. No. And the lowest group overall, 15% say, continue on with the carbon tax. So even just X out those two middle groups, 15% want this thing to stay, 42% say, get rid of it. And the interesting part, too, is where the pollsters find Climate change in the top issues facing Canadians. 2019, 40%. 22% now. Nearly half. Uh, Also, Polling Canada has some new data out. and Somebody uh, tweeted like this. uh, Welfare check, please, for Stephen Gibo and Catherine McKenna. Which party is best equipped to lead on climate change? Conservatives, 28%, NDP, 16%, Liberals, 14%, Greens, 13%. So, and that's an interesting thing that the Liberals and the NDP are that close, 16 to 14. Uh, It it kind of escaped me because I don't spend a lot of time on Nick Nanos' polls. He's the uh, CTV pollster. He has this thing called the Power Rankings um, and it's all about party brand and this sort of thing. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just underwhelmed. But the latest ballot tracking, and this is what surprised me, uh, everybody's got the conservatives in and around 40%. Nanos has them at 40.3. The liberals were pretty consistently at 27-ish percent. Nanos has them at 22.4. So... An 18% gap between the Liberals and Conservatives? That's unthinkable. Now, what's interesting is Nanos doesn't have the NDP falling much. Because Liberals get wiped out when the NDP stays high. A good example was Stephen Harper majority in 2011. You had Jack Layton with the orange crush going on. Do you remember? The Liberals ended up in third place. If the NDP vote starts to decline and left-wing progressives who can never vote conservative, it's just, you know, they just can't do it. They say, well, you know, we'll move up and vote with the liberals. Well, the NDP is at 20.3%, the liberals at 22. So when the NDP stays strong, vote splitting occurs between left-wing voters, liberals, New Democrats, and that allows conservatives to come up the middle. So... This is really, so I, I should have, uh, that was uh, about two days ago, his latest trend line for CTV came out. So I just missed how low he had the liberals and how high he had the NDP. So again, it's one of many polling companies. And 
It's just what we look at. Okay. We have a cast here of great callers. Fridays, of course, anything goes. Edwin and Wood Mountain, you've been watching the Israel-Hamas war. Uh, what do you think? I want to so, offer you congratulations on your retirement and tell you now you get to be that D9 cat on top of the ladder helping the neighbors. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I support Israel but kind of a backdoor reason. When I was growing up, we had a businessman in my hometown of Canistro, one of that Dr. Chivago escaped Jews and refugees. That man was the salt of the earth. When people, when we'd have a tough fall and nobody could uh, sell their grain for tough tree utility, Ernie would find some way to get it sold. And I mean, there are people that are still in the land because of the things that man did. So I support Israel 100 percent. Yeah, well, it's it, it. You know, you look at the relationship with the state of Israel, 1948. You look particularly the Jewish diaspora. I mean, we used to have, in fact, when you talk about Canistino, there was a couple of complete Jewish enclaves, Jewish communities in Saskatchewan. Over time, um, they went away, but there was a very active uh, Jewish community in north-central, northeast Saskatchewan, uh, also in some communities in the south. But it's interesting because, in fact, a friend of mine who was Jewish town I grew up in, they were big retailers. And he said, we all came here as farmers. Name me the number of Jewish farmers you know. <laughs> I said, none. Um, I mean, there are Jewish farmers, but, you know, again, bold generalization. But many of the Jewish families who came here and homesteaded ended up being because they had come from Europe where many of them had been retailers. They'd been the people involved in sales. And uh, a lot of a lot of small Saskatchewan towns. There was the clothing store, the grocery store, whatever kind of activity was often a Jewish family, even in the smallest of towns. But just do some reading on not just the history of Israel in, in, in the 1940s and, and the British designation of Palestine, but go back thousands of years, thousands of years in the Middle East. It's complex, it's bitter, but I'm sorry, when one of the teams wants the other side destroyed and eliminated as many of the dialogue, the countries, the terrorist groups, others have done historically in the Middle East. And one of those teams respects human rights, is a liberal democracy, is an incredibly successful economic place and a place that respects and values human rights. I'm sorry, I know who I'm with. The right of Israel to exist, to defend itself, and to prosper, and to end what Hamas has been doing. This ends here. 877-332-8255. Ari in Saskatoon, uh, you're watching uh, local city issues. What's up, sir? John, the first thing I'm going to tell you is the community you were looking for is called Edenbridge. Oh, thank you. Of Melford. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So they're picking a new place for a shelter, and okay, I'm not going to talk about where the shelter should be or anything like that, but... This gives some great insight into the way the administration makes decisions. First, the symbolism of taking an old liquor store as a home for those people who are struggling with addictions issues. Mm, yeah, good point. There's a beautiful symbolic sort of rising from the phoenix element that they're going to be able to use in their marketing of it. But my thought went to, if they'd only asked, I'm pretty sure somebody would have noticed that just up the street from there 
is an empty building that already has shower facilities. It already has change rooms. It already has a number of meeting rooms and smaller rooms that could be used into small-scale dormitories with a very little amount of renovation. And not only that, it could actually put some money back into the city since it's a provincial thing. They're going to rent it to the province or whoever's going to run it. So it's an old, empty asset called Harry Bailey Aquatic Center that could actually bring in someone because they're not fixing that anytime soon. No, okay, but then people want to walk in and use the change rooms that they're not sexual. Okay, sorry, um, yeah. I, I I thought you were referring to the motel uh, further up Idlewild that you remember was virtually condemned. And it had become a place social services was putting people up. It's been completely renoed now. So I thought you meant that. There was there would have been a good plan there. I mean, there's a whole other option there. But if you think about what can you do the quickest, the fastest, and the cheapest to achieve that need, because winter's coming, right? You, I mean, what does it cost just to do a bathroom, like at a home? What's it going to cost to do a commercial bathroom? What's it going to cost to do commercial showers? By the way, there's also laundry facilities in there. There's, and they're still paying to heat the building anyways. Like, it's not going into ice. So, like, where was the city thinking on this one? Oh, wait, I know what they were thinking. We just add more to the mill rate because we have an unlimited-sized pocket. Indeed. And uh, not a bad way to calculate that. This is a city, money like water. It just flows and never stops. Elaine in Spring Valley, thank you for hanging on. The single-use plastics ban, uh, Ottawa may have to appeal a court decision that rules they have overreached. Well, as they do, I'll go rapid fire if you'll let me, John. On the on the plastics ban, so many of the articles I pick up from the shelf on a gro- in a grocery store are in le- at least one or two or three layers of plastic, uh, and yet I can't carry them out of the store in a plastic bag. Has never made sense to me. The stores, big companies, should have just told them, "We'll we'll wait and see, Mr. Trudeau, what we do." And as for the Israeli uh, Hamas conflict. Uh, you know, Trudeau is fond of saying from sea to sea to sea, uh, but I think what should be done with these people here in, in Canada and in, in the States who are having these rallies against Israel and for Hamas, load up a Hercules aircraft with every one of them and give them a free flight to Gaza, and let's see how long they last there. 877-332-8255. I, I get your frustration, but you'll know, be careful on this, and I don't accuse you of this. Um, there's a line where protest, vigorous protest, vigorous disagreement takes place. And I think the line drawing thing here, it's not quite as nuanced as many of the free Palestine people who are trying to justify genocide, um, the indiscriminate murder of Jews, uh, it's not quite as nuanced as they say, but there is a line. You start celebrating what happened on October the 7th, I don't think we want you here. And if you're here on visitor status, uh, status permanent residence, student visa, you know, maybe you should just not, not go, just go back wherever you, you're from. We don't really want you here. If you want to be here protesting, and many are, who deplore Hamas, Deplore what Hamas does. I again, I might not agree with you, but I'm going to support your right to say what you say. But the anti-Semitism that's come out of this thing—remember, naming quote Jewish businesses and Jewish restaurants and things like—I never thought I'd see that in 21st century Canada. 
I'm Gormley. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. John Gormley, good to have you here. So much going on. Uh, so when is the uh, 20th? I should know such things. Uh, Saskatchewan Legislature, that's Monday. Uh, there will be a demonstration, hold Saskatchewan accountable. And it is uh, the latest issue of the uh, Palestinian protests. Uh, Jennifer Bowes, uh, the NDP MLA, uh, putting that on Instagram, um, join the legislative proceedings and hold Saskatchewan accountable, says the uh, Free the Palestinian Movement. So I don't know what that means. I would hope, and one should not stereotype, but based on the bleating and chanting and driving the prime minister out of not just a restaurant, but uh, a little bar, uh, the Pierre Polyev chanting, uh, a lot of yelling people about genocide, blood on their hands. And of course, what this is, is you are wrong to be supporting Israel. Um, don't know. Going to be a little chanting in the legislature on Monday? Don't know. It's one till three. So uh, Jennifer Bowes, Saskatoon NDP MLA promoting uh, that. And the line, join the legislative proceedings, uh, implies, I guess, there'll be a few people in the galleries. So we'll keep an eye on that when the ledge is back, uh, having it sitting next week. All right, you name it, we talk about it here and now. Isn't it interesting how this thing took a turn? The okay, My commentary today, and I don't want to pile on, but I can't be the only person who about five or six years ago when the Regina exhibit, you too, thank you. So it was always the Regina exhibition. Back in the day, the exhibition was called Buffalo Days. Remember that? So it was the X. Well, if you want to call your exhibition association a name, think of a cute one like Reg X. R-E-G, Regina X, Reg X. Um, oh, give it a name like Prairie Land Exhibition. Oh, that was taken by Saskatoon. Um, you know, so give it a name. Um, rising, rising sun exhibition, uh, living skies exhibition, you know, name it is. Some genius a few years ago thought it would be really good branding to take Regina Exhibition Association Limited, which is its legal name, as the acronym is real. So it's the real board, the real CEO, the real district. I get so tired of this because, of course, it implies anything that isn't that is somehow not real. And there's the Brandt Center, Mosaic Stadium, Queensbury, Viterra International Trade Center, Affinity Plex, Havana Center, Cooperator Center. It's huge. And it usually gets about a million bucks from the city. This year wants 5.8. And there is talk of extraordinarily high accumulated debt being carried, lines of credit. City of Regina now is even contemplating dissolving real. And that had a lot of talk this week, too. We'll get into more of that later on. But first, Belton Johnson's here next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.